there, everybody, and welcome to the NFL Roadshow Fantasy Friday edition for Week 15 with me, Lindsey Rhodes, and my good buddy, Michael Fabiano, who will be joining us in just a minute. I'm going to start this week's episode by saying sorry, because there is absolutely no way that everything in this episode is going to be up to date, because it is changing by the freaking minute this week in the COVID department. Names added to the list every time I turn around. And that's just the COVID stuff. Forget about the injuries, which obviously still exist and are problematic for us in fantasy. But I think this is going to be the hardest week to put together a fantasy roster of the season, or at least, you know, in terms of managing that fantasy roster, it's going to be the hardest week. And that's crazy because we have access to every single team (laughs) after dealing with buys all year. They're done. And now everyone's sick. So the best advice I can give you, I guess, is to check the news constantly, to monitor what's going on, not only with your players, but with teams in general, because some of the best low-end plays are going to be guys who rise into roles that they wouldn't have otherwise had because everybody else on the team is out. Like in Cleveland, for instance, where as of the time I'm recording this, they have 20 players on the COVID list, including Baker Mayfield and his backup, Case Keenum. So again, as of now, We're looking forward to watching Nick Mullins take on the Raiders on Saturday with someone other than Jarvis Landry or Austin Hooper catching his passes because those two players are also on the COVID list. Washington also hit very, very hard this week in that department before a big game for them against Philadelphia, though most of their cases have come on the defensive side of the ball, which is good if you have Eagles assets. Not great if you have Cam Sims and you were hoping to roll him out this week in the wake of Terry McLaurin's concussion, which he does seem to be trending to return from. So that's good news for him. Sims, though, one of the offensive players there that has COVID. In normal injury news, TJ Hawkinson is out for the year. He had thumb surgery, which means that $48 million worth of the Lions cap money is now on injured reserve in Detroit. Same game. No D-hop. He's out for the year with a knee injury. Waller is out for the Raiders this week, not for the year yet. (laughs) Uh, You know who is out for the year? Urban Meyer. And obviously, that's the only move that ShotCon had, especially since, as we found out today on Thursday, when I'm recording this, he left yesterday after practice and before their staff meetings and never returned. And never told his assistant coaches what was going on. So the other coaches just met by themselves and worked on the game plan. And then they found out late that night that Meyer was out and Daryl Bevel was in as the interim coach. And Daryl Bevel notably said today, James Robinson is our starting running back and he will be played as such. So good news here. From a fantasy standpoint, you can fire him up without the concerns that you may have had for the last few weeks about usage. And I, for one, am very interested to see who else benefits offensively. Maybe we finally see LaVisca Chenault use the way that we thought he would be this season. Kind of all opens up for Jacksonville. So I think that that game, and it's not a particularly exciting game otherwise, they're playing the Texans. Woof. Battle of two and 11 teams. Anyway, it's a little bit more interesting because we get to see just how different they might look and project toward the future 
find out if Trevor Lawrence maybe has more than we've seen from him this year. Anyway, a lot of question marks this week, as we said, our lineups. It's not even a very good week anyway, just in terms of matchups. If you before you even get to the COVID or the injuries or anything like that, we're looking at uh game totals that are incredibly low. The Thursday night game was the only one going into the week that had a game total that was higher than 50 points. And there are two. Let me make sure that that's actually still the case. One. Sorry. Two. Yeah. There's two games that are under 40. Las Vegas, Cleveland, which is not surprising. That's at 37 as I sit here on Thursday. Uh, That game, I'm almost surprised it's even still on the board because there's so much happening there. And then Houston, Jacksonville's at 39 and a half. But that's really, really low. And that's not good for us in fantasy. So... You know, when you're looking at game totals of like 47 and a half for Arizona and Detroit, and you're like, oh, giddy up, that's the one that I want to target. Mm, that tells you it's going to be a weird week in fantasy. But anyway, like I said, a lot of question marks. I'm not sure that Fabs or I have the answers, but we do have some information that might help you come to your own conclusions about who the best players are for you to play in your rosters, or in daily. So without further ado, here is my Fantasy Dirt partner from SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio, weeknights at 8 p.m. Eastern. It's Michael Fabiano, who disagrees with me about one particular player who we might see in a pretty big game. (laughs) Let's break the huddle. Hurry up, let's go! Two on, two on, two. Ready? The big story today on this... Wednesday, December 15th is COVID. <laughs> it's everywhere in the NFL. It's yeah, and... running rampant through the league right now, especially three teams in particular. Yeah, we've got the Browns with 18 players on the COVID list. Washington with 18 players on the COVID list. And LA has 16 players on the COVID list. So very, very fluid situation. Not an ideal situation for the first week of the fantasy playoffs in nope. most places. We're going to talk now about some of the matchups and it's kind of a weird week because we've got very spread out games, which is super fun. We've got a Thursday game, two Saturday games, and then a full Sunday slate and then a Monday game. So really Friday is the once, once we hit Thursday, we've got football every day except for Friday, which is awesome. But um, from a matchup standpoint, it's a lot of matchups where like a good team is playing a bad team or two bad teams are playing either way. It's, creating a lot of low expected point totals. So I don't know if it's going to be the biggest blow up week from a fantasy standpoint. The Thursday game is great. Chargers chiefs. Yay. Easily the best game of the week. But um, other than that, there's only a handful of games where you're looking at two teams with winning records playing each other. In fact, uh, there are four total this whole week, and there's only one game that's expected to go over 50 points. And that is the Thursday game. And there are a couple of games two specifically that are expected to go under 40. So that's not great for us, but you know, it it maybe does open things up a little bit lower down from a matchup, like low end kind of play, because you don't know, it feels like it's going to be a volatile week anyway, from a scoring standpoint. And so, um, I don't know. feels, feels Uh, like an interesting week. You think there are bad matchups this week? Wait until we wait until you get into week 16. I've already looked ahead because I've got a lot of teams on a buy. So I'm already looking ahead to like picking up defenses and that kind of thing. 
Ugh. Humble brag. Oh, I mean, there are some bad matchups in week 16, like really bad, like Jets, Jaguars, barf, Lions, Falcons, barf. I mean, I mean there are there are a number of, uh, of matchups that we could live. Giants, Eagles, that's another barf game uh, as well. Just looking ahead. Well, yay. So much to look forward to. I got to pick up defenses and stuff, you know. I got to get my my team ready and uh and prepared uh, as they're on their their imaginary bye week, right? All right. Well, one of the things that we do, um and I know that this doesn't pertain to you because you apparently are not playing this week and already Well, I am playing next this week. week I've but... got some buys though. I'm playing. I've got I've got matchups this week. You should do a DFS lineup or two or three or four or five. You know, just for some but investment this week. How many do you do? Your season long, sir. I only do one. Well, that's not true. I do one consistently, and I know that that's weird. Most people who do daily do like. Did Ali beat you again lineups. last week? No, I won. Thank you very much. Ah, and you know what? I what? saw I saw the image that was out there on social media, and I took a screenshot of it, and I'm going to throw it out there on Twitter right now. With uh, what image is that? Mrs. Rhodes wearing the crown. I don't know what you exactly won, but you're wearing a crown. You I won our, our, you missed it? our DFS competition. Yeah, crown, belt, money gun. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Look at you, Rhodes. The image. You got your scepter. You got your little, you got your little uh, crown on there. Look at you. Yeah, I wear it well, too. You do. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. It looks let's good if, on me. Let's see if Tyler Huntley can wear it. The winner's here. <laughs> well, maybe I'll have to fire him up. We'll have to see. Put my money where my mouth is. Well, let's you, let's talk about some of our favorite matchups. Yeah, let's do that. So our favorite matchups this week, and it's you know funny you you say that you don't like the Green Bay matchup because I actually isolated it as one that I do like. So it's funny that we've established that we are coming down on different sides of that, but Green Bay having allowed 20 points in three straight games to various quarterbacks around the league who are not elite quarterbacks are good quarterbacks, but not elite quarterbacks. I think that that's notable in a matchup where it's going to be Lamar Jackson or Tyler Huntley, who I have been more impressed with than I think you have been fabs, but um, I'm not saying he wasn't impressive. I'm just saying, I don't think they're going to fall flat on their face. I'll say that. Okay. I, they have issues on the defensive side. He's an inexperienced quarterback, and could you get? But even if they do have I issues mean, on maybe. the defensive side, that's good for him from a fantasy standpoint. Because if Green Bay does take an early lead and they attack the Ravens secondary in a way that feels completely doable right now, then all of a sudden Baltimore is throwing and there's volume attached to it, and and potentially interceptions. Well, why do you go to the most negative place? We always talk about volume like it's a good thing. No, well, because I think he'll score fewer than 19 points. And I'm thinking yeah, well, I you think... know, there could be a turnover or two uh, in his stat line, assuming he is going to play. And we still don't know that. We still don't know. Okay. We're not sure if Lamar is going to be able to go or not. We so don't th- know if Jalen Hurts is going to go new. or not either. Yes, Who? we have a bet. And and it's 19 points if Tyler Huntley starts and plays the whole game that I say that he will score 19 fantasy points. And right. if he scores that or more, then I win the bet. And if he scores fewer than that, 
then Fabs wins the bet. And mm-hmm. now I'm thoroughly invested in that afternoon game between the Ravens and the Packers for that reason, if not any others. Jalen Hurts, it's also a good matchup against the Washington football team. Now, obviously, we don't know if he's going to play yet, right? He has been limited. He's banged up. We're trying to figure out if he's going to come back from that high ankle sprain, typically a three to four week injury. So they're splitting reps between him and Minshew. This one's completely up in the air because I specifically like the matchup for Hertz, maybe less so for Minshew. Washington's allowed the most points to quarterbacks this year, um, but they've gotten a lot better recently. The only quarterback that's gone over 20 in the last six games was Cam Newton, who ran 10 times for 46 yards. So I think that it might be a particularly good matchup as mentioned for Hertz. Um, though I do have concern about his ankle coming back and being able to run in that and type also, of way. Washington's defense has a lot of COVID uh, players. Let's just put it that way. That's going to benefit. That's a good everybody. point. So maybe it's even a good matchup for Minshew just because it would be. all of the good if defensive Gardner, players right. are out. Yeah. I, I mean, not to the level of, of Jalen hurts, of course, but yeah, I mean, if, if, if it's Minshew, he's going to be a two QB league guy across the board. No question. No question. Who about do you like? That. Uh, I like Stafford a lot. I, I know OBJ is uh, on the reserve COVID-19 list. He's got enough weapons. Van Jefferson, uh, we'll talk about him as well. Uh, really, really good play as well. But Stafford going up against the Seahawks team that gave up 331 yards through the air to Davis Mills last week. Uh, so, uh, I, I have a lot of confidence in Stafford this week. Uh, Taysom Hill, I, I get it. Like, the matchup's not great, right? I mean, the Buccaneers' defense pretty good, but they just gave up over 100 rushing yards to Josh Allen, and what does Taysom Hill do better than most quarterbacks in the league? Run with the football. So I'd start Taysom Hill. Uh, Kirk Cousins also is on the list, and I understand with the primetime curse uh, that that he seems to have developed over the years, although it's not been all bad. The matchup's very good. The Bears have given up six quarterbacks uh, with over 23 fantasy points this season. Looking at the running backs, Nick Chubb, we, we have talked about the fact that we would like to just someone put a bubble around him. Nobody yes. interact with Nick Chubb for the rest nope. of the week as Nobody. the Browns are hit hard by COVID. We are crossing our fingers that his name is not added to that list. Um, A, because we need him for fantasy purposes with the playoffs Mm. underway. But B, it's also a great matchup. (laughs) Like A, first of all, you've got like the only guy there factor, right? Baker is out. Landry is out. uh, Njoku is out. Hooper is out. You've got Nick Chubb left standing. Hunt is banged up. Uh, Las Vegas is allowing 35 points per game in their last four games to running backs. It's a lot. Uh, Clyde Edwards, Elaire, Daryl Williams, and what is Gore's first name? <laughs> Derek. Derek, not Frank. Yeah. I keep wanting to say Frank. I'm like, not nope. Frank Gore. Not Frank and Gore. And not Frank Gore. All scored double digits against this team last week. Mm-hmm. Yep. All three of them. So it's a smash spot for Nick Chubb if he Big is time. able to play in this game. I and also love that Sony Michelle. In the last two weeks, Nick Chubb is not even a top 40 running back. He's been bad the last two no, games. No, you're right. Yeah, He's last week, I, not good. So keep the faith. Uh, I, I know I am. Uh, yeah, Sony Michelle, of course, we're, we're all worried about the situation with Daryl Henderson, who is also on the reserve COVID-19 list. That's something that you're going to have to keep tabs on. But if Michelle is a go against the Seahawks, start him. Uh, I have him ranked 
uh, very highly this week. He's an RB1, uh, and at worst, he's in high RB2. And, and we're, They're we're allowing the with... sec- second most fantasy points per game to running backs. Yes. Right. Gave up yeah, 27. And... Uh, They've been giving to it up. They've Sony up... Michelle and Henderson in week five. This very yep. same team, right. Seattle, gave up yep. 27 to the two of them combined. So if you take Henderson out of the mix and you roll uh, Michelle out, and by the way, it's not mm. like he was splitting with anybody. This past week, he played 100% of LA's offensive snaps against Arizona. So think of those 27 points and just give them all to Michelle and then fire him up in all of your rosters. No question. Uh, And and then, you know, we'll talk about, we'll say Cardinals backfield right now. James Conner is dealing with a a bit of an injury. Uh, Chase Edmonds is uh, still on uh, injured reserve, although the thought is that he would be back to play the Lions, and that's why we like these guys so much. James Conner has been tremendous all year long. Uh, even when he's been in a backfield committee with Edmonds because of the uh, the goal line opportunities that he gets, and he's been scoring touchdowns hand over fist, and the Lions' defense is terrible uh, against runners. In fact, 14 backs have scored at least 15 points against Detroit this season. And then one other one, Rhodes, and yeah. it, it's it's this is a scenario where you have to put your lack of trust aside for James Robinson – and if you need a flex this week, <clears throat> got to yeah. play him. The Texans are bad. I, I mean, yep. they've given up 17 touchdowns, the sixth most points to running backs. And I get James Robinson been bad the last two weeks. I get it. I mean, last eh. week was dreadful, dreadful. The numbers were terrible. Let's just 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 hope he doesn't fumble early, so Urban Meyer yes. doesn't bench him. Ball again. security, yes. Call Tiki Barber. Um, but James Robinson's in a really good spot against a really bad run defense. What about wide receivers? And I want to give you a stat here first because you're number one wide receiver of the week. Uh-huh. So a very good wide receiver plus matchup. All of that is Cooper Cup. Seattle has not allowed a touchdown to a wide receiver since week eight. Isn't that yeah, crazy? It is crazy. Since That's week eight. Change. The last the last wide receiver to score a touchdown against them is Jamal Agnew in week wow. eight. Wow. That is a great stat. Well done, Rhodes. I like that. But, you know, no, no Jamal Yay. Adams, that's going to hurt. They played the Texans last week, and they stink. And, and Brandon Cooks actually had a really good game against them. Uh, so, uh, but my, my, my start of the week this week uh, at wide receiver over at SI is Brandon Ayuk. I, I mean, 18-plus yeah. points in three of his last six games. He's dominated the target share uh, in three of the last four. And remember, you know, Debo's getting more work as a, as a running back uh, in, totally. in, uh, in air quotes here. And Athlete. Atlanta has allowed the second most fantasy points to wide receivers since week nine. So Ayuk is in a very good spot. And so is Amari Cooper. And you know what? Amari Cooper's not been great this year. Like, go through his game logs, okay? Fewer than 10 points in three of his last four games. Fewer than 10. That's terrible. But he had a touchdown well, the last offense. week. Yeah. He had a touchdown. I know. Dak better wake the heck up. I oh. mean, right? It's tied. It's tied. I have so much Dak. Dak. It just, right. It just, it makes me sick, the numbers. I've won... In spite of them, but I I I can't yeah, I can't keep this up. Uh, Amari going up against the Giants, who just gave it up to like every Chargers receiver basically last week. Uh, they've given up the seventh most fantasy points to receivers lined out wide since Week Nine, and Coop beat him for 15 points earlier in the season. So Amari Cooper, despite the fact that he's not been great this year, I mean, folks, let's I mean he's a big name, but he hasn't been great. Uh, I, I'm going to keep him uh, in my lineup. Uh, Brandon Cooks, 
who we saw last week put up a very good stat line, even though the matchup was not great, as you mentioned, against Seattle. Didn't give up a touchdown, but they did give up a lot of targets, a lot of yards, a lot of catches to Brandon Cooks. Uh, 11 targets, 8 catches, uh, over 18 fantasy points. And here's what's interesting. Houston moved him into the slot more than they ever have. He played almost 55% of, uh, of his snaps out of the slot. And that's a season high. And so they're maybe getting a little creative with him, knowing that he is Davis Mills' guy. I mean, he's got a little bit of tunnel vision towards him. Uh, the Jaguars, uh, their defense is, we know, uh, certainly vulnerable at times. And uh, Cook beat them, uh, Cooks beat them, excuse me, for 18.2 fantasy points back in the regular season opener. Uh, Van Jefferson is also a very good play this week, especially with the Odell Beckham Jr. situation against uh, the Seattle Seahawks. And Chase Claypool, I get it. Total knucklehead, immature, needs to grow up. He's still scoring your fantasy points, so we will put the immaturity aside and start him against the Titans, who've given up 16 touchdowns and the second most fantasy points to wide receivers. Let me ask this question. Uh, so Minnesota is giving up a ton of points to wide receivers. It's a great match mm-hmm. for wide receivers. Chicago plays Minnesota. Yep. Which... <laughs> Which Bears wide receiver, what, who does that benefit? What do you do with that information? Yeah, and, and when I was running through my list here, uh, doing my research on the column, which you can find, by the way, at si.com slash fantasy, uh, I had the same exact question as you because last week with the full compliment, okay, we saw Allen Robinson play 48 snaps. Darnell Mooney led the team at wide receiver at 57. Demille Brewer at 36. Jakeem Grant at 29. When we look at the target share, Allen Robinson actually led with a 19% target share. Mooney was at 16%. Uh, Bird and Grant were both under 10. And I know Grant had a big game, and I know Bird had a big game. Uh, those would be the two guys I would trust the least this week against Minnesota. Right. Although, you know, maybe in DFS, those are going to be some names that get bandied about, right? but not in uh, mm-hmm. traditional redrafts, I'd still prefer Darnell Mooney. I mean, Me I, I get it. He had a stinker last week. But Justin Fields, also earlier in the season when he played, seemed to have a rapport going on with Darnell Mooney more so than Allen Robinson. Yeah, and Allen Robinson, so even though he had six targets, he still only caught two of them for 14 yards. You're still looking at like a three-point fantasy performance. So he hasn't proven that he can do anything with whatever targets he's getting there uh-huh. in Chicago. That's a yeah. tough one because it's a great, great, great matchup. And I'm yeah. not totally sure that Chicago's wide receivers will be able to take advantage of that. Hey, everyone. It's Brad the Big Noise Evans from the Fantasy, Fantasy Fast, Fast Track. Track. With the fantasy football season upon us, catch me and Brandon Funbuns Funston every week as we sprint through a variety of fantasy football topics, including waivers, trade targets, sleepers, plus, and more. Get that first place medal is what you're after. We've got the information to help you make it happen. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. Maybe you are struggling with injuries or whatever. You want to put together a daily roster. And that is why we have put together a list of names to try and help you out in that department, starting with the quarterback position. And for me, Justin Fields, who's $5,500 on DraftKings, taking on Minnesota, which has allowed the most fantasy 
points per game to quarterbacks in the last four weeks, 25 points to Ben Roethlisberger, 20 points to Goff, 33 to Rogers, just 12 to Garoppolo. Um, I think that 20 points is reasonable to expect for him considering the defense and his rushing volume. Uh, not only did he throw it 33 times for 224 yards last week, he also led the bears in rushing with 74 yards on nine attempts. I really like this matchup for him. Yep. Very good matchup. And you mentioned Garoppolo. Atlanta's defense has been bad. I mean, Garoppolo yeah. is also a cheap option and a guy that a lot of people are probably not thinking about starting him, but Atlanta's defense is is a vulnerable unit, and so Garoppolo is also in the mix. I think if you're talking lower-end plays, I don't know that Tua Tungvaloa is a, quote, low-end play, but maybe he's not yeah. the first guy that jumps out at you, but he's got yeah. the Jets, and that's a good matchup. And then, you know, Big Ben. Right? I mean, I get it. He looks like the Tin Man back there. Three of his last four games have not been bad from a fantasy perspective. And the Titans' defense, uh, you know, y- you've been able to throw on them for most of the season. How do you feel about Heineke against Philly? So he's I, banged I, up, and I you got him on like that, that. But I don't like that because I don't know if McLaurin's playing. They're not going to have Cam Sims. The COVID situation, I, I do not like Heineke this week. And Philadelphia right. has actually been tough against quarterbacks mm. this year. So I'm, I'm except I'm, for last week, except for last week, I brought up Kyle Wilson and um, wait, Kyle and, Wilson. Yeah. I'm Kyle Williams. Kyle, <laughs> what am I? Why am I blinking right now? What, what is going on Rhodes? What are you what is talking the Jets about? Quarterback's name? Zach Wilson. Zach. What? I don't know why, where I got Kyle. Well, I don't know yeah, where well, I got Kyle. Uh, and then as soon as I, I wrote mean, down Kyle, I was like, wait, now Not I can't think of his name. I wish Jason Smith were listening right now because this is such a great line for him. But the Jets quarterbacks are quite forgettable. Okay, well, Zach scored 22 points against the Eagles. And I brought him up last week in our low-end plays. Mm-hmm. I was like, this one doesn't feel good, but I'm just going to mention it because 22, if you want to play him in daily, like there's an opportunity here. Philly is, has been bad. And you were like, gross, no. And he put up 22 points. So I'm just going to say also, that they also give 26 points to Trevor Simeon in week 11. Another guy that I'm sure you would have scoffed at. So but your it. point and, and about the situation up, around Heineke is good. And they also only gave up 18 to Brady this year. Uh, they gave up 19 to Carr. They gave up 19 to Garoppolo. So, I mean, it, it's it's not like it's not like every week quarterbacks are putting up big numbers against them. And Mahomes and Justin Herbert. Both scored 30 against them. And, I mean, anytime that you've got those two guys uh, or even one of them, that skews it a little bit because they're almost – well, maybe not Mahomes lately, but uh, typically they're always going to score a lot of points uh, no matter who the defense is. Okay, I've got a low end running back whose name I do know, and that's Deontay Foreman uh, against, <laughs> well done. against well Pittsburgh. Done. Okay, like because the Steelers are getting – they're getting crushed, crushed on the ground lately. Now, this – Foreman is not in the category of any of these guys that I'm about to mention. Okay. Conceded, but this is just to illustrate a point. They just gave up 34 points to Dalvin um, in week 14. And remember all of the holes. Remember how no one was even near him. Remember the way that played out. It It wasn't even just Dalvin like fighting for yards. Yeah, it was, there was, the defense was awful and they gave up 30 points to Mixon in week 12 and they gave up 38 points to Eckler in week 11 uh, last week. Foreman was the guy for them. 13 carries, two targets at $5,200. I Mm -hmm. will be plugging that in for sure. There you go. Yeah, I like Foreman as well. Great matchup. 
And Foreman out of that trio is the guy that you kind of can lean on unless the Steelers blow him out and they have to go with a negative game script, meaning they throw the ball. But I don't really see that happening. I think this should probably be a pretty close game. Michael Carter, again, not a low-end play for me, but coming off of uh, the the injured list and a a good matchup there against the Dolphins. Uh, Keep in mind, Damian Harris, uh, limited in practice. If he's unable to go or see a full workload, Ramondre Stevenson will also be in the mix. And then I I put David Johnson on here only because the matchup's good against the Jags. Rex Burkhead is hurt. And, well, I I would think the Texans can probably keep up with the Jaguars or vice versa where this won't be uh, a blowout on one side or another. But if you want to go really bananas, Mm -hmm. Royce Freeman – that's super low end, and he could get a lot of targets in this game. Another really low end guy, and this is completely dependent on what the situation is there in Miami, but just to put it on your radar, mm-hmm. Gaskin, Lindsay, and Ahmed are all in the COVID protocol right now. So keep your eye on Malcolm Brown, who could come off the injured reserve list. And if he right. does for this game, then he could be a really good, good play in a great matchup against the Jets at $4,000. That could be the guy that gets all of the rushing volume, and it's obviously an awesome matchup. From a wide receiver standpoint, um, Amonra St. Brown, I mentioned him last week. They continued to target him. He has 12 targets in two straight games, 24 Mm -hmm. points, 15 points respectively. He's priced at $5,200. The price has come up, but I think it's still in the range of playable considering like you're still getting some bang for your buck there. Uh, That's against the Cardinals. And I know that the Cardinals, that sounds, that sounds like a bad matchup. Five, six, this they're giving up the sixth most points in the last four weeks to wide receivers. So uh, Alan Lazard, maybe, right, against Baltimore, which is dealing with all of these cornerback so hard, issues. Right? I mean, because, like, isn't it, isn't it like one of those scenarios where, like, when we think it's going to be MVS, it's Lazard, and when we think it's going to be Lazard, it's MVS. I mean, so it's it's difficult to, to decipher, but, yes, I would agree with you there. Uh, K.J. Osborne on Monday night against the Bears is also a good one. Gabriel Davis will see more burn against the Panthers with Emmanuel Sanders out. And then... I mean, we'll go real deep here. What about Braxton Berrios against the Dolphins? We all liked Jamison Crowder last week, and Berrios was the guy who led the Jets in targets. So Braxton Berrios could end up being a potential low-end play against Miami. No, you can't go that far? What about Joaquin Grant? So you have mentioned him. You you could go there, too. I prefer uh, Berrios if I had to go in in that direction. But, yeah, I, I could see that. But the only problem is there's four guys there, and he's maybe he's definitely not in the top two, right? No. Uh, he's probably well, he's not getting he's not fourth. getting a ton of targets, but in the last couple of weeks he's scored a lot of fantasy points, 17 and 18, because he scored touchdowns in both games. Right. So yeah. he only had three targets last week. So that's really, really volatile. Like that could completely bust, mm-hmm. but he's priced at $4,100. So maybe that's a risk worth taking in daily. All right. In terms of like lower end guys, it's interesting this week because so Seattle is giving up the most points to tight ends in the last four weeks. And that's why I played Brevin Jordan last week and it hit what, what, but well done, but they've, they've got LA this week. And yeah, well, so I don't know that I like that one. Tyler Higby's not a low end play, but you know who is? No, 
Ricky Seals-Jones against the right. Eagles because Washington might not have McLaurin. Sims is already out. And uh, J.D. McKissick is, is potentially out again as well. So targets be there. And if David Njoku can come back, I mean, hell, the Browns need all the help they can get, right? So Njoku may be worth a look if he's able to play this week uh, against Las Vegas. That'll do it for this week's episode. Thank you so much to Michael Fabiano, as always. And thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the episode and you want to hear more, please give us a five-star rating and leave a review. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcasts. The NFL Roadshow is also available on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. Just download it today and tap Podcasts. For video clips of the show and more, follow me on Twitter, Lindsay underscore Rhodes, and uh, Instagram, Lindsay Rhodes NFL. The NFL Roadshow is part of the SiriusXM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Andrew Emmer. Special thanks to SiriusXM's Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, Steve Cohen. I hope that this weekend goes well for you in the fantasy playoffs or daily or however you're playing from a fantasy standpoint. And I hope you enjoy the games. We're back on Monday. Hope you'll join us then. Serious XM Podcasts.